This is episode 26 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Starting your day with fun and encouragement, this is Rise Up on Family Life. So as a brand new believer in my early 30s and I go to church and, oh, uh, a, a song that I heard that still has huge meaning for me today. Every time I hear it, it brings me into a calm place. As a matter of fact, if I'm a little bit upset, I, I go to this song. It just calms me down. We just played this and sang the song in our staff meeting uh, not very long ago. And when I hear the words, as the deer pants for the streams of water. I'm reading out of the NIV version now. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Hmm. Those words begin, and that song that I heard when I was first in church, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after you. Hmm. And, and I sang that song, and then, but again, I was a new believer, and I didn't hadn't really read the Word of God. So, it, as that happened many times in the beginning, uh, you know, I hear that song, and that song is great. And then all of a sudden, whatever it is, weeks, months later, I'm reading in Psalms. It's like, hey, there's that song. They have <laughs> that song it. in it's there. In Bible. Hey, I'll tell you, those Psalms sure would make good songs. <laughs> and that's what they are. You know, mm-hmm. it just went. And so to this day, and I mean, years later, Every time I hear that song, it just calms me. Mm. That was my first experience in Psalms. And um, God is our refuge. God is our strength. That's forty uh, Psalm 46. The first one I did was Psalm 42. And those two kind of go back and forth with mm. me. It's, it's, it's a place I go uh, when I need that comfort, that calm, as the deer panteth for the Lord, I just want to be with you. And then Psalm 46 God is my refuge. God is my strength, a very present help in time of trouble. And anyway, Psalms, that's the the history it has with me, and it just brings me to a calming place even today. I love that you talk about Psalms. They make great songs. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, they were originally written to be sung. And it's interesting because we we don't know who wrote all of them. We know Mm -hmm. some of the authors of some of the Psalms, but we don't know about all of them, every single one. Some of them have authors that are unknown. Some a, a pastor and author I followed, Tim Keller, calls the Psalms, all of them, the songs of Jesus. And the first time I heard them referred to as the songs of Jesus, you think, wait, hold on a second. Jesus wasn't born yet when the Psalms were written, but oh, these all these Psalms are the word of God, though, and they show his heart. And it's really interesting because the Psalms, so many of them are prayers and they're real prayers. That's what's comforting about them is like they are a heart that's crying out to God in desperation. And so many of them are things that we see Jesus pray in the New Testament and other things that we are, uh, other things we read from the Psalms are prayers we ourselves can have and know we're praying God's heart when we pray them because they're his word, mm-hmm. they're his right. songs. And for me, especially one I've I've enjoyed praying is Psalm 27, which just has so much comfort in it, so many good parts. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the the prayer that I love probably the most from Psalm 27 is this one request of God. One thing have I asked of the Lord 
that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And man, it's just like, wow. Yeah, if I could have one thing, if I could just ask one thing, like what what more could I ask for? Like Mm -hmm. I'm asking for one thing, God, just to be able to enjoy you and look upon you and see you and have peace in your presence. And that's that's an amazing prayer I can get behind that's really a, a prayer of the Lord's. The word psalm basically means song. Uh, it's a book in the Old Testament. It's smack dab in the middle of the Bible. In fact, they they say Psalm 117 is like the actual center of the Bible. Oh, and cool. so it is fascinating to me that we have this Old Testament book that reflects so much of the New Testament. And you referenced that some, Tim. And I chose Psalm 51, which just screams Jesus to me. Mm -hmm. I love how so much of it kind of foreshadows our Savior. This is a psalm that David wrote, and so many of David's psalms were not like, I love God and things are great. You know, so many of them were, life is horrible, these songs of lament. And uh, and I wonder what they would have sounded like, what the music was like. I mean, obviously the words were different in that they were written in Hebrew. So I wonder, did they rhyme in Hebrew like mm. a song? What would be the, the rhythm of it? What would be the pace? How would it feel? Would there be some that are so slow and then some that are really fast? And, you know, there's so many things I wonder about how musically they played out. And you can kind of your vision that in your head a little bit when you read the Psalms. Psalm 51 was written by David after he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And one of the things I love about these songs of lament that David writes is that we get this view in our brain that the people of the Bible are perfect, you know, that everything was great. And we have David, this king who was a man after God's own heart, who also messed up a lot. And so as a human living in 2022, Sometimes we look at people in the Bible who we have in our carnal ways put up on these high, holy pedestals, forgetting that they were sinners who needed a Savior, just like we do. And so here are different pieces of Psalm 51, and it's a little longer than what you guys read. I hope you don't mind. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in the verdict and justified when you judge. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. Have you ever had sin in your life that seems so big? You think there is no way I will ever, never think of this sin. And so when I hear David using these words about his transgressions always being before him, that's what I think about. If you've ever been in that place, this psalm 
brings the comfort of Jesus in that God will wipe it all away. You will be made white as snow. And the only way that happens, the only way we get a pure heart is through Jesus. And at the end of this psalm, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Mm -hmm. You cannot know Jesus in a truly redemptive way without wanting to declare his praise. And so this psalm that starts out with this, everything is just awful and I really messed up, ends in praise. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's that's kind of the message of the gospel. And so uh, there are so many great pieces in the book of Psalms. I'm sure that there are a million different people who have a million different things that they love about them. And isn't that cool about the Bible that it could even speak to the three of us so yeah. differently that someone else could read any one of the three Psalms that we brought up and come away with something totally different? Maybe you have your own favorite. Maybe you don't have a favorite yet. Maybe you've never read through Psalms. Uh, let's see where you are today. And if you need a calming of your spirit, if you need God's touch uh, on your heart and in your situation, uh, God's Word is always there for you to comfort and guide you. So pick a psalm today, maybe one of your favorites, and see if God doesn't calm your heart. You don't have to be a morning person to join us. Actually, you don't even have to be a person. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Let's play I Spy. Let's play I Spy. We're in the car. Ooh, We're going to okay. play. And I have a guaranteed win for you Ooh, in right. I Spy. You're driving down the street and you go, I see something black, like little black dots. And people are looking around. They're looking around. They're looking around. They can't. And they're looking around. You'll guarantee a win. Oh. Because all you're doing is looking at the little black dots on the windshield. Do you oh. ever see those little black yeah, dots down the towards the edge? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I even have the name for them for bonus points. But wait a minute. What are they there for? Do they do anything? Hmm. Well, uh, some people think, oh, it's for defogging the glass. No, not for no. defogging no. the glass. See what happened back in the 50s and 60s, car manufacturers applied adhesive to hold the car windows in place instead of metal trim. It didn't really look good. Looked lousy. So enter those little black dots you see around the car. Uh, yeah, they're putting there. It's aesthetic. It's all huh. aesthetic. They they actually do a painting, and they're all there in a purpose. So the <laughs> little, little black dots wow. are there for a reason, just to make you look better. By the way, they're called Fritz. F-R-I-T-S. Fritz. <laughs> Maybe you can play instead of I Spy. It's like, I see Fritz. I, I see, see Fritz. I see Fritz. Can you imagine the person who has to apply those? <laughs> putting on the Fritz. God is like the sun. Always there and always shining, even when you can't see him. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Oh, I feel oh, so bad. Let me click in real for quick this here. this flight attendant. I'm mean, mm. just trying to do her job. I know their number one job is to make sure that we're safe, but they always, you know, try to make sure that you're happy too. And so when Simone got on the plane, the flight attendant smiled and said, "Would you like a coloring book?" And she was like, "No, thanks." And she sat down in her seat, a little bit annoyed, took out her phone, took a selfie, posted about what happened. You see, Simone is no child. In fact, she's 25. 
And maybe on this flight, she was coming home from Washington, where she had received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I feel really bad for this flight attendant. Not only is she a terrible judge of age, but she must have missed every single Olympic game since 2016 (laughs) because she tried to give a kid's coloring book to gold medalist Simone Biles. (laughs) That is what you call not sticking the landing. She didn't even stick the takeoff, okay? We might not know what God has planned for today, but we're going to face it together. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Much different or some similarities. You ever run into someone who looks different, uh, even maybe speaks a different language? uh, But when you spend a little time with them, you find out that you have some things in common. Not so much different after all. Uh, One woman came face to face recently with a a bear uh, who had broken into her kitchen. Okay, looks different. Check. Different language? Right. Check. Uh, Walks on all fours. Yeah. Well, where's the similarities? Okay, let's let's see. Let's say. Okay, let's say you walk into your kitchen or maybe a friend's mm-hmm. kitchen or perhaps a kitchen or a break room at work and you see a box of donuts. Hmm. What would you do? Hmm. Hmm. I mean. Similarities? Check. <laughs> it's going face first right in there, right? <laughs> We went after the bear claws first. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. It's a fair question. Are you ready to face the day? No? That's okay. You can hang out with us until you're ready. This is Rise Up on Family Life. In heat like what we've had coming through this week, you're grateful for anything you have that brings relief. I mean, any little bit you're grateful for, which is I was so surprised to learn in in the UK where they've had such bad heat waves over in England, less than 5% of homes have air conditioning. It's really something. It is. Unbelievable. And I mean, I guess it's because they usually don't think they need it, but uh, because temperatures aren't usually that high there. That's across the pond. What about across the street? Air conditioning, we think everybody's got it. Not everybody does. And weather like this, when you are reminded of what you enjoy and what you do have, it's not a bad idea to check in with somebody who could be struggling with those higher temperatures. Maybe somebody who's got a health condition that you know about. Maybe someone, a neighbor who is elderly, just checking in, saying, hey, how are you doing? You doing all right with the temperature? Anything I can do for you? That little act could mean more than you know. Anytime we get to enjoy something we have, An excellent time to check in on a neighbor who might not have that. Here we go. It's another new day. You're listening to Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I love a good, inspiring, encouraging quote. I Mm -hmm. love them. I need this one on my wall at home. Let me give you the backstory just briefly, and then I'll tell you the the quote. An elephant fell down. Sorry, an elephant fell down in the drain. It really did. True story. Oh, no. And it's they had to drain. rescue this elephant, and they did <laughs> rescue right. the elephant okay. and the baby. But the elephant, the mom, had stopped breathing. They had to do CPR on an elephant. What? Which is amazing. What they do, and this is also this is true. They had to jump up and down <gasps> on the mom. They had Whoa. to jump up and down, but everything's doing fine. They got the elephant out. Mom is doing fine. Baby's doing fine. But it's just an amazing story. Now wow. the quote that I want up on my wall is from the mother elephant who when said you know, oh no no <laughs> which means thank you lord an elephant it's like, truly inspiring 
Today is going to be great. We just know it. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. The basket is packed. The blanket is checkered. It's time for a picnic. But when the winds are picking up and the gusts won't die down, how can you keep your outing alive? Ground your paper plates with the picnic paperweights. This semi-portable lead-lined dome will encapsulate you, your friends, and all your picnic goodies for an interruption-free meal in the great outdoors. Originally designed for atomic test sites, Picnic Paperweight can withstand any force of nature that would dare interrupt your outing. Just have the rounded lid, climb on in, and picnic in peace. Free your feast from the highest of winds, the peskiest of pests, harmful UV rays from the sun, or any sunlight for that matter. I tried out the picnic paperweight, but can't seem to find my way out. There's no cell service in here. So if you see my wife, ask her to bring help and more max out. Picnic paperweight, the apocalypse proof and mosquito proof enclosure that you've been waiting for. 